1: It's time to face the fact that higher taxes are probably coming. Most people don't realize we're in a low tax rate environment, but taxes aren't going to remain on sale forever. And even at their current rates, they can swipe away at your savings, leaving you with just a fraction of the money you are counting on for retirement. So on the show today, we're going to talk about how the Biden tax hikes are starting to come into focus and what you can do to help protect your savings from higher taxes down the road. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby, Jen Rizak here alongside Pat. And uh, Pat, always a pleasure to sit down with you. I hope you're doing great this week.
0: I am doing great. Yeah. Excited for the show today.
1: Yeah. And, you know, before we jump into the tax talk, uh, I saw some good news. I think we're maybe seeing a positive trend here. This latest one was out of Rhode Island with the governor up there signing a bill to sign a basic financial literacy education bill. Um, He signs a bill Mm. that would guarantee a basic financial literacy education to all public school students And you think about that, Pat. I know the people that you help, they pick up a lot of that financial education along the way. But what if they'd had the chance to learn more about finance before their careers even started, right?
0: Oh, my goodness, Jen. I mean, obviously, um, I'm highly biased as a financial advisor (laughs) my entire adult life. But I will say, you know, I've met with thousands of people over the last couple of decades And I just know what a challenge it is. And most people, you know, when I've written my books, I've tried to write them in a conversational way. And that's, of any compliments I get, it's not usually, you know, the, the this awe-inspiring topics or anything like that. It's, wow, I could actually understand the right. book. And that, right. that that's, it's sad that that's the bar that you have to, that you have to hit because we don't have that education. And I always tell people, don't ever feel bad if you feel like you don't know very much. And I, I take them back to, I knew I had some interest in this, you know, early on. So in high school, I had some economics classes. And then in college, I had the majors and minors that I had. And I, I left college and... Didn't feel like I knew a lot about being an adult Mm, and, you know, how to pay your bills and how to, you know, what the stock market is and all those kinds of things. So I can only imagine someone who didn't have an emphasis of that in their education. And so I think this would be go a tremendous way towards helping people because as you and I talk about sometimes... You know, handling your finances and your retirement planning has changed so much over the last right. generation or two, and it used to be much more simple. It used to be Social Security and a pension, and now it's really up to us to kind of plan our own retirement. So having some kind of basic understanding, I think, would be very, very powerful.
1: Right. Well, and I think about all the, the lessons I've tried to teach my kids, some of those basic financial lessons. And what am I basing them off of? The mistakes that I've made. So how great for them to just learn it on their own, not, not having to learn from their parents' mistakes, right?
0: If we could all learn from others' mistakes instead of our own, (laughs) life would be amazing, wouldn't it? Oh, man, yeah, good for
1: them, but boo for me, right? That's right. (laughs) Well, the other thing we wanted to talk about today, Pat, uh, what's going on with taxes? So, obviously, all these proposals coming out of Washington. So far, the infrastructure bill that President Biden has proposed, as far as I know, it's still clear of tax hikes. A lot are saying where those tax increases will be will be in another bill that's going to cover some other spending, things like social welfare and green energy and and a bunch of things like that. What should we be watching for, Pat? What are some of the main tax increases we need to be watching for when it eventually does get put into a bill?
0: Well, um, we don't have enough time to cover them all,
1: obviously.
0: <laughs> so it's a long list. Uh, yeah, I mean, if the first place I'll start, Jen, is you think about what we've been spending as a country, what the politicians have been doing. How's this first statistic I read recently? Since COVID, um, the government has spent an extra $13 trillion in new money. And that is more expensive in today's dollars than the thirteen largest wars we've ever had combined. Holy moly! I and mean, wow. it's just so the numbers have become almost impossible to comprehend. And so sadly, you know, these big government politicians are spending like crazy. And um, the idea that that doesn't matter and oh, it'll all work out in the end is obviously a fairy tale. And so taxes are the primary way that those are going to have to be paid. So mm-hmm. we just have to be ready for that. You know, the two things that I think are the most important one is that the uh, current administration is planning to increase taxes, the corporate tax rate and uh, they've talked about going from 21 to 28%. So that could have a major impact on the economy and potentially on the stock market too. And then the other one we're just watching for is, um, there's a lot of talk about uh, people under $400,000 of income not having their income taxes affected, uh, but that math doesn't work. And so we know that that number is going to have to drop. So we're preparing our clients for that and trying to be proactive in um, in thinking being being thoughtful about taxes today and in the future
1: how do we be proactive pat and take advantage of some of these existing opportunities before we do start to see taxes going up
0: Yeah, Jen, I think one of the most powerful ideas I've seen over the last few years is just an idea to remember, if you have a nest egg, there's only three ways it can be taxed. So we call them the three tax buckets. Um, The first one would be just a regular taxable account. So that would be like having a CD at the bank, having a brokerage account or a mutual fund. So that would be anything where you get a 1099 every year. The next way would be tax-deferred. So that would be like a 401k or an IRA. And that's where the money grows tax-deferred until you start withdrawing it in retirement. And then the third would be tax-free. So that would be something like a Roth IRA. And um, the reason that's so important is People that are retiring now, the baby boomer generation was told all along, just defer all your taxes because when you're in retirement, you'll probably be in a lower bracket and you'll pay less taxes. Well, guess what? Here we are, we're deferring all our taxes and now we're all scared tax rates are going up. That doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? (laughs) So the bottom line, Jen, is this is potentially the most important time of our lives to be thinking about where we are positioning those dollars. Do you have anything in the tax-free bucket that can grow tax-free and be withdrawn tax-free? And do you have too much in the tax deferred bucket? What happens if instead of withdrawing that at 20%, that's at 25 or 30 or 40%, that would have massive implications on your retirement. So we think now is the most powerful time to talk to a planner and see where you stand as far as your tax buckets go. And if if you're not sure, or if you like an analysis of that, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. Part of our five-step review of your finances for retirement is your tax plan and helping you uh, look at your situation and see if you can improve on your tax situation in the future. To get started, once again, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE.
1: Talking today with Pat Struby. He is with Preservation Specialists. I'm Jen Rezac alongside. And as we talk about uh, taxation, Pat, uh, read in Bloomberg that one of the greatest transfers of wealth in U.S. history is underway as baby boomers are now starting to leave these huge inheritances to their children And there is a tax aspect here because the Biden administration is proposing a change to how inherited assets could be taxed. And Pat, this reverses a century of tax law Mm. as we know it. So it's a big deal. I know it hasn't passed. It's just a proposal. But what do baby boomers preparing to leave an inheritance to their kids or grandkids need to know about this?
0: Yeah, there's two just enormous changes that uh, one has actually already happened and one that's being proposed. The one that you're referring to here, the, the fancy term we call this is a step up in basis. Um, basically, you know, if you think of the last generation or two, well, I guess the last century, um, I'm thinking of the last, the last generation or two. That's how long I've been uh, mm-hmm. alive. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like th- say, for example, you inherit your, your parents pass away and you, you inherit their house. Well, it, essentially that for most people, there's typically no taxes due on that because it's essentially the taxable uh, basis is stepped up to the current value at the time they passed away, as opposed to, let's say they paid $100,000 for it, and when they passed away, it's worth $300,000. Well, mm-hmm. what the administration is talking about is removing that, which would mean you would have to pay taxes on those gains. Uh, and that's not just for a house that's on any asset that grows. That's a, a stock portfolio, mutual funds, things like that. So this could be just an incredible amount of taxation, a lot of complication for families as well, trying to go back and figure out what those values are. So that That would be an enormous transition of money from families to the federal government. The other area that we think is just as important is the taxation on your IRAs and 401ks. There used to be something called a stretch IRA where um, the beneficiaries could inherit that money and essentially stretch out the taxation of it over their lifetime, which could be literally 20, 30, 40 years depending on their age. And they changed that in the last uh, year or so, and that's actually now limited to 10 years, which if you're accumulating a lot in your IRA or your 401k, that could have a a huge implication on your family. And there is talk of that even being shortened again from 10 years to five years. And so we know our government needs (laughs) revenue right now, right? They're spending money like crazy. Uh, So so they're going to look for all these different places to get these tax dollars. And that's another reason why uh, if you're accumulating most or all of your nest egg in your IRA or your 401k, we think it's important to be um, considering these things and looking at some potential tax planning.
1: Right. Time to face the facts that higher taxes are probably coming and and they are not going to remain on sale forever. But even at their current rates, they can swipe away at your savings, leaving you with just a fraction of the money you are counting on for your retirement.
0: Yeah, Jen, you don't want to assume that you won't be impacted by President Biden's proposed tax increases because you're not, quote unquote, wealthy enough. I bet just about everyone listening has a few areas where they can become a little more tax efficient with their retirement money. That's why for listeners of today's show, we want to help you understand the potential impact taxes can have on your retirement savings, learn about ways to reduce or possibly eliminate taxes in retirement, and create an income strategy so your retirement income lasts as long as you need it to. Again, this is only for listeners of today's show. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call 803-9-RETIRE, and we can help you go over your retirement accounts and uncover what your possible tax liabilities are in the future. And we'll talk about some of the strategies that can help you reduce your taxes down the road. It could mean literally tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars back in your pocket to spend the way that you want to spend it in retirement. There's no cost and there's absolutely no obligation, but this is for all only for listeners of today's show. Call now at 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, to get started, all you have to do is call 803-9-RETIRE.
1: This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back in just a moment with more insights from Pat. That's coming up next.
2: Hi, it's Glenn Beck. And you and I are probably different, right? I mean, if you listen to my show, I'm pretty sure we share some of the same values. But at the end of the day, we're all unique. Does your financial advisor know that? Do you have a customized retirement plan built with your hopes and your dreams in mind? Or is it just a cookie cutter, you know, one right off the shelf? Pat Struby and his team at Preservation Specialists have been designing personalized retirement plans for more than 20 years. And they want to do the same for you. Pat is local, independent. He's an advisor. advisor. Advisor whose sole focus is helping you achieve your retirement dreams. Call Pat Struby and his team at Preservation Specialists. Start creating a retirement plan made just for you. Call 803 9 RETIRE. That's 803 9 RETIRE. You want the insert-your-name-here plan or the one that's built around your unique wants and needs? Easy choice. Call 803-9-RETIRE.
3: From offers Insurance Services, Glenbeck has been remunerated and is not a client. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Capital Inc. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. You can schedule a free 15-minute phone consultation with the team at Preservation Specialists right now call 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE.
1: Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I'm Jen Rizak. Happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the book's Save your retirement and the retirement secret. And Pat knows just as well as I do that it's a lot easier to get a job done if you have the right tools. Mm. When we talk about financial tools, the financial tools you need for retirement, those are different from what you used during your working years. So now that we understand that, we want to help you pack your retirement toolkit. And Pat, you know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, you know what it's like to try to do something around the house. And then if you don't have the right tool to finish your project, it is, it's frustrating. It's a mess.
0: It is. And Jen, I think, you know, we all have our own strengths, right? <laughs> and my wife knows I am not handy at You're all, but I, <laughs> there's certain things that I, you know, I have a little bit of an ego. I say, like, okay, I'm the man of the house. I should be able to do this. So I have to tell you a quick story. So the thing that drives me nuts the most is anything where I'm like hanging something up and I need to drill into the wall. And uh, so I have this big, I have this big thing with drill bits, right? Yes. And there's like a million of them, but almost every time I think it's like an eighth of an inch that you need. Well, because that's the one you need most often, I, I've used it and left it places. Yeah. So then I always end up with the wrong tools because I'm using like the little one and I'm trying to make it bigger with that. And and so one day I got really smart. I I'm just going to buy a bunch of eighth inch ones yes. and then I lost that kit. No. So yeah. <laughs> so I still have the wrong tools. So it's, uh... I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> mess.
1: See, and I thought you were going to say that you make the dad joke of getting out the stud finder and uh, <laughs> here he is because that's what my husband does every time. Never well, my old. my
0: My kids have no chance because I was doing dad jokes when I was a kid. So <laughs> I mean, I've got decades of practice.
1: <laughs> you are the, that's right. The <laughs> epitome of the dad jokes. Oh, man. Okay. So if you do, Pat, a Google search, which I have done for retirement tools, you get millions of search results. Sure. So there is a ton of information to sort through. Um, and one that I found actually came from the Department of Labor, and it was this PDF you could download from the federal government. And it had resources to help you learn about social security and medicare and they had some information you know basic information about retirement savings plans so social security medicare and savings plans what's missing from the list when we're trying to figure out what goes in our toolkit
0: well, I think, Jen, that we always look at it as there's basically two categories okay. and all of the resources that are available to you, which that, that's that's, an, that's a starting point. You know, Social Security is one of your resources. And then what are all the expenses that you're going to have to cover? And that's basically everything should fall into one of those two categories, right? Mm-hmm. So if we're looking at our basic toolkit, then the federal government's talking about Social Security and Medicare, That's a great start. Then we have to think about everyone's different then, right? So for most people, the next things are probably going to be if they have a pension, then that is absolutely going to be on there. But a lot of people don't have one, right? So then it becomes, well, how are you going to cover the rest of your income? And that's when you would list all the various types of You know, where your nest egg is essentially, which could be IRAs or 401ks or brokerage accounts or bank accounts. And so that's probably the first step that most people would take. There's other things that are important, of course, that we ask our clients about that we want to make sure we have a comprehensive picture for them. But I think what we really want to start here with, right, is the kind of the primary items that we want to make sure that we don't miss.
1: Okay. So now here's the other thing, because when we're talking about some of these different financial tools, what we're using them is based on what our goals are, right? So how do we find the right financial tools for the job we're trying to do with our money? That's where I think we sometimes get a little tripped up.
0: Well, I love, love, love that question, Jen, because that is what everyone always forgets about money. Mm. Okay, So right. uh, when people are talking about investing, no one's ever bragging to their friend, boy, I tell you what, I put some money uh, over in this account and it helped me accomplish my goals. No one ever says that. <laughs> no. what the, you know, the guys are always saying, oh, I put my money in Bitcoin and it doubled in two, two hours or right. something like that, you know. Uh, so, but investing, you know, this is one of the principles in my newest book, The Retirement Secret, that is so critical to understand which is the measure of success of your investments is not rate of return. It's whether it accomplished your goals. Mm -hmm. And so the most important thing, and I think one of the biggest values that working with a, planner brings to you is helping you stop and actually think about, okay, what are we trying to accomplish? And now what are the right tools to actually do that? And so those are some very powerful things to think about. And it's also one of those things, Jen, that if you're married, that's not something you're typically chatting about over dinner, right? Especially like if you still have kids in the house. (laughs) So we think it's extremely helpful to actually have place to go, you know, coming to our office and and in focused time to think those things through. And then, a lot of times people say, well, I I want you to review our portfolio and tell me if we have the right investments. And of course, the answer to that is, well, it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. And so, that's where we want to try and find that perfect match. And I would certainly say, if uh, you're listening to this show and you're not sure if you have a match there, that's a perfect opportunity to give us a call and take advantage of our five-step retirement review. To get started, all you have to do is call 803-9-RETIRE. There's absolutely no cost and no obligation, and that's a perfect opportunity to sit down with a retirement planner and see where you're at, but most importantly, what are your goals and what are you trying to accomplish, and then helping you see uh, if you do have the right tools for the job. Once again, to get started, all you have to do is call 803 Nine, retire.
1: Talking today with Pat Struby. He is with Preservation Specialists. Pat just gave you the number. If you prefer to actually hear the numbers as you're punching those into your phone, it's 803-973-8473. But the easiest way to remember it, just like Pat just said, 803-973 nine, retire. So let's talk about some of the different goals that we're going to be having with our money. Pat, for example, if we have a goal of generating income, what are some of the tools for doing that? Some of the best options for generating income in retirement?
0: Yeah. So one of the principles we talk about is your goal being the most important thing. And the next thing is kind of figuring out what stage of your life you're in. Mm -hmm. Because if you're in your 20s or 30s, you probably don't care about generating income off of your nest egg, right? right. You're just trying to you build a paycheck it. For uh, that. but what, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But yeah, well, once you start getting into, for most people, maybe mid fifties into mid sixties, you start thinking, wait a second, how do I take this pile of money and actually live off of it? Mm-hmm. And that's where the tools that you need are probably changing. And so how do we create that income? Well, I always love to just start with the three-legged stool of retirement income. So your social security is one of those legs. How do we make the most out of that for you? The second one is a pension and a lot of people don't have them, but if you do we want to make sure we understand what your options are when, when we want to make the most of that and then the third is your nest egg so how do we create income out of your nest egg well the first thing is what we don't want to do is we don't want to have uh, volatile Uh, investments like stocks that are going up and down, where we have to sell them every month to create your income, because Mm -hmm. the math is very dangerous. And in times like 2008, or when COVID hit and the market crashes, that could be a huge problem for generating income. So what we do want to consider is something that has safety behind it, like CDs, of course, when they're paying better interest than they are these days. And then, uh, annuities can provide a lifetime income that's backed by the company. So, those are on the safer end. And then, if we do want to use investments, if you're willing to take a little bit of risk with that income, we want that generated not by selling the shares, but we want to be generating dividends. And so, those are kind of some basic pointers that we think are really, really important to consider as far as the tools when you're trying to create income.
1: And what about growth potential? If you're more interested in growth, what kind of tools should you be thinking about especially for people in retirement not necessarily you know those people in their 20s or 30s starting out their career
0: Yeah, so uh, many moons ago, when I started the company, Jim, we called the company preservation specialists. And sometimes people think that we are against the stock market or against Mm -hmm. growth. And that's certainly not the case. It's just that most of our clients, when you're reaching retirement, you like growth, but what you really want is income and preservation. Those are kind of the primary things. But yeah, we might live a long time in retirement. So it'd be nice to have some growth potential with our investments. So the first place most people would go is the stock market. And now we've, uh, it's had tremendous returns uh, in recent years. And some people wonder if it's getting too high or if it's getting bubbly. So one of the things we like to do is look for uh, variations of stock market investments that might have a little less downside uh, risk. So it might be different ways that portfolios are managed. We look for uh, one example is private equity, which essentially is uh, being in, it's like the stock market, but they're more private. And so there's different ways to get at that uh, and to look for growth. And, um, but tr- what we want to do typically, because most of our clients are close to retirement or in retirement, we just want to help them reduce the risk of losing principal while they're still trying to seek that growth.
1: And the, the end of the day, though, we want to balance between both, right? We need to find the right balance between that growth that you were just talking about. And of course, that idea of preservation,
0: that's exactly right. And that's really, Jen, we're, that's why we call our plans custom-built retirement plans. Because on the one hand, most people need some kind of balance between growth and safety. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, we're all different. And some people uh, are excited by the more volatile investments. Most people are terrified of that. And so they want to minimize that. Right. So how do we find a way to set up your nest egg in a way that helps you accomplish your goals, but m- maybe even just as importantly gives you peace of mind and allows you to sleep at night that's kind of the ultimate goal that we want to seek with our clients and that's the reason that we offer our reviews at no cost and no obligation so we can help you see if you're on that track or not Uh, if you'd like to look at if you are on track to accomplish your retirement dreams and have peace of mind call us now at 803-9-RETIRE there's no cost and no obligation
4: that number again is 803-9-RETIRE
1: this is save your retirement with pat Struby. We'll be back.
4: Pat's new book, The Retirement Secret, is now available. It's a companion to his first book, Save Your Retirement. Order yours right now at Amazon.com. Are you approaching retirement or perhaps just retired? Pat Struby and his team at Preservation Specialists can help make the transition easier with the five-step retirement review. This plan takes into consideration factors that can drain away your savings, such as inflation, health care costs, taxes, and much more. To get started on your five-step retirement review, call right now, 803-9-RETIRE, or check them out online at retirewithpat.com. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Capital, Inc. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal.
3: To schedule a visit for your own customized five-step retirement review, call right now 803-973-8473. 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE.
1: Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak. Happy to be here alongside Pat. He is, of course, founder of Preservation Specialists. As we get back into it, if you hear something you'd like to get some answers on, 803-9-RETIRE is the number to call to reach Pat. That's 803 803- 9 nine retire and there are so many financial tools out there it seems like there should be a solution for pretty much every problem that you have but here's here's another issue that we run into sometimes we might have an emotional reaction to certain tools or products We reject them based on what we've heard about or what we assume. And Pat, I want to talk about that for a second. How is that a dangerous line of thinking if we are having these emotional reactions to some of the financial tools and some of the options that are out there?
0: Yeah, this is such a good topic, Jen, because it affects all of us. You know, I'll admit it, it even affects me. I've literally, you know, been in financial advising my entire adult life. Um, But it it reminds me of something I, I learned a while back, and I put into my most recent book, which is, it's really important to understand there is literally no such thing as unbiased financial advice. Hmm. Uh, and what I mean by that is, I don't mean bias in an. It doesn't have to always be negative. It just means it is swayed one way or the other. And so, you know, one of the reasons that I love doing this show is it, it allows us to talk about things that we think are really important about finances. You know, we think it's important for people to be planning for their retirement. Some people in finance don't really care about that, so they have a different bias. You know, right. so we all have different things that we're focused on. On. And one of the kind of unusual terms that I would throw out in this regard is in order to have the most optimal retirement plan, you have to be able to look at it with a what we would term agnostic approach, which means that you're not coming in saying, well, I believe this is good, and I believe this is bad. Because you're kind of you're immediately dismissing certain mm-hmm. options. And there's a number of different terms in our industry, Jen, that um, immediately people have either a good or a bad you know, connotation about. And some of the ones that came to my mind were a, re- a reverse mortgage, as an example, um, because a number of years ago, the fees were astronomical. So they got right. really bad press. Um, and some of those, you know, it doesn't mean it's good for everybody, but it's just an example of something that is, it's worth considering for some people. Um, the one that's most famous, I think, in our industry is the area of annuities. And I always say the reason for that is if, if you're in a room with a hundred different people and you tell everyone, close your eyes and then think, what do you think of when you think of annuities? You'll get a hundred different answers.
4: <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> At because,
0: least. <laughs> yeah, because there's so many different kinds of annuities. People will say they, you know, they stole money from my parents. People will say they have the highest fees in the world. People will say it's the greatest thing. My, my parents have the, best thing ever with annuities. And so you get this wide range of emotions. And so it's just a great example of um, why it's really valuable to have a fiduciary advisor who can actually just help you look at You know What are you trying to accomplish and what are the pros and cons of each of the different tools that are out there?
1: Well, when we talk about some of the different kinds of tools that are out there, Pat, and people who have access to different types of tools and and, and different tools that they might go to, uh, the other phrase that you often think about is when you only have a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. And I just (laughs) want to point out that's not your approach at all when it comes to the custom built plans that you create for people.
0: Yeah that's true Jen and I I think you know I tell our advisors I think sometimes we take that for granted because that's our philosophy and what's interesting about it that I've learned Jen is is there's there's really kind of three primary beliefs in the financial world. There's the Wall Street belief, which is that you should have most or all of your money invested in the stock market and grow it as much as possible. There's the life insurance and annuity belief that thinks you should insure all of your money. And there's the banking belief that believes that you should you know, have all your money mm-hmm. accessible. And any advisor that is limiting uh, and is not, doesn't have all of those at their disposal can't possibly give you the most optimal balance. Because, mm-hmm. so that's why we believe in not only custom building, so it's unique to each of our clients, but we do our very best to be as agnostic as possible about all the different tools out there. And so maybe there's some characteristics about a certain type of savings or investment that I don't particularly like, but maybe that's the right thing for you. You know, maybe an example of that would be when we're setting up an emergency reserve for someone. You know, do I love the fact that banks are paying basically zero percent and they're using your money? I don't like that, but there's not a lot of other good options if you need money that you can get your hands on right away. So I think that's and maybe a good example of something where we we have to you know uh, we may not like it, but it may still serve uh, the purpose that we're trying to accomplish.
1: Right. And again, let's just go through Pat because we we did talk about this a little bit ago what goes into our retirement toolkit? What are the basic things that we need to make sure that we have to be prepared for retirement?
0: Yeah, so I think uh, we want to be certainly thinking about what we're trying to accomplish, of course. And then for most people, that is income first. It's preserving capital second, and then it's growth third. Mm -hmm. So how are we creating all of those things? Well, income is going to come from Social Security, from pensions if you have it, and then from your nest egg. The uh, preservation is going to come from things like bank accounts, from annuities that have guarantees and government bonds. And then growth is going to come from more growth-oriented investments like stocks and mutual funds and things like that. And then, of course, we get into kind of the tax portion mm-hmm. of this discussion uh, where are we putting all that stuff, right? Are we putting it in um, a taxable account uh, like the bank? Are we putting it in a tax-deferred account like a 401k or IRA or do we have something that's tax free like a Roth IRA and you know where where should all of those different tools where should they fit and of course if you're thinking boy that sounds complicated well that's why we, we think the work that we do can be quite valuable because what we really want to do is we want to help you look at all those tools and look at all the ways that they can be used and help you figure out the best possible way to put all that together and once again uh, not just in some way that's good for everybody but it's most importantly helping you accomplish your goals and if you're not sure if you're on that path to the, the retirement of your dreams, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. We have a retirement review that we offer at no cost and no obligation to help you take a look at where you're trying to go, where you stand right now, and if you're on the right track. To get started, all you have to do is call 803-9-RETIRE.
1: Talking today with Pat Strube. He is with Preservation Specialists. I'm Jen Rizak alongside. Pat, when we're thinking about our retirement toolkit What about life insurance? Is that something that goes in there as well?
0: Life insurance is a great example, Jen, because uh, that's another one that gets a lot of emotional response. Mm, Um, You know, sometimes people say life insurance worked out great for my family because of this. Or a phrase I've heard plenty of times before is I don't believe in life insurance. Mm uh which you know um that's kind of like a I always say well life insurance isn't a religion of course <laughs> so um, well, that's, <laughs> that's right so it's all it's a perfect example of this idea of the toolkit which mm-hmm. is uh, for a lot of people, when you get into retirement, you really don't have the same needs for life insurance that you used to. So a lot of times people will say, I have this policy. Do I even need it anymore? And sometimes we we do the analysis and we say, you know what, you don't have a need for life insurance anymore. On the other hand, um, life insurance can be pretty diverse. There's a lot of different kinds of ways it can be structured. And so sometimes it can be used to actually help protect Uh, from nursing care costs, uh, the way some of the policies are structured. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some unique structures that can provide access, tax-free access to withdrawals or income uh, in retirement. So it can be used in a lot of different ways. And that's a great example of one where I I would encourage people to be as agnostic as possible. And it's not that life insurance is the best thing since sliced bread, but it's also not the worst thing either. So it's good to consider it as one of the tools and just see if it's going to help you accomplish your goals or not.
1: Pat, what are some of the tools we might think about if we're worried about things like health care or long term care?
0: Yeah, so I think, you know, we always talk about health care costs. There's three categories there is, you know, uh, making sure you you get uh, your Medicare set up properly uh, when the time is right, Uh, understanding if you need private health insurance uh, at any time, and then, you know, looking at long term care costs. And of course, with private health insurance. And with Medicare, we just want to make sure you have an expert who is giving you good advice on different plans and coverages and your deductibles and things like that. Long-term care is complicated uh, because uh, that was something uh, I started uh, January 3rd of 1997 was when I started my financial advising career. And long-term care insurance was was the new hot uh, offering mm-hmm. in our industry, and they were mm-hmm. telling us, "Oh, this is going to revolutionize the industry." Well, it kind of did in the sense that it got really popular, and then all the companies decided they didn't want to <laughs> do it anymore. <laughs> so, right. uh, it's had a lot of problems, and it, um, you know, we have a lot of clients that have old policies, and they're having their premiums increased every year. And that's that's a scary thing when you're on a fixed income. Um, so we want to look at other options as well. And, and the industry has come back with some more unique options. There are life insurance policies where you can access the death benefit for nursing care. There are annuities that pay income. And then if you need nursing care, the income increases Um, So I think what's important about this is it's another great example of being agnostic and not just assuming something is good or bad. But if we go back to the goals, and that's what you mentioned, Jen. Hey, if we're worried about long-term care costs, well, what are the possible solutions? And that's the beauty of our approach being fiduciaries and being comprehensive. We can just help you lay out the different areas and say, okay, well, maybe there's five or six different options. We can tell right away that half of these probably aren't a good fit for you. Now let's look at these other ones and see which one is the best fit for you.
1: Right, right. And, and really, Pat, no matter what, what you're not going to end up doing is saying, here's the, the one tool that you need. It's really the right combination of tools. That's what's an important part of the comprehensive strategy that you help people with. It's a strategy. It's not one tool. It's several different tools. It's a, a, a whole strategy that you put together, Right. <laughs>
0: it is and and the unfortunate thing jen is as as we're all human beings and so there there was a commercial that was on for a long time for a for an office store called with the easy button right if you remember that and mm-hmm. we all want the easy button with our life in every single way and we want the easy button with our finances and with our retirement and we'd love to have one tool that just solves everything and sadly in almost all circumstances that just doesn't cut it because mm-hmm. there is no there's no perfect investment there's no perfect insurance product there's no perfect anything and so That's our job is to help you understand those pros and those cons. And we need to make that uh, comprehensive. Uh, And that's important for a couple of different reasons. First of all, um, a lot of people have similar goals, but no two families have the exact same goals. And that's why we think it's so powerful to have a custom built plan just for you, uh, because you might be able to Google a plan that's pretty good, Mm -hmm. uh, but you're not going to be able to have one that's custom built for you on the Internet. Um, So that's where we think that, you know, having that personal approach is really important. And then the second piece that you mentioned is comprehensive and that's the difference between having investment advice and having comprehensive financial advice. And so as we were talking about those different tools, um, there are some things that are going to help you with your income. There's some things that are going to help you with your investments. There's some things going to help you with your taxes, but we want things that are going to work together with all of those different areas. And then you touched on healthcare. And then the fifth area is estate planning. So if you have all of those things pulled together and you have a plan set, and then also being monitored and adjusted appropriately. Hopefully that allows you to sleep at night with complete peace of mind. And ultimately that's what we want for all of our clients. If that's something you'd like to look into or see where you stand, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer our five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation for listeners of today's show. To get started once again, that number is 803-9-RETIRE.
1: We have more coming up on Save Your Retirement, but now it's time for today's Medicare Minute with author and Medicare expert Tim Hanbury.
5: People get confused about the home health care benefit under Medicare. Medicare does cover home health care. However, Medicare will only cover part-time or intermittent skilled nursing care. This means you may be able to get a home health aid and skilled nursing services provided if it's less than eight hours a day and fewer than 28 hours each week. Other covered services at home include physical, occupational, and speech therapy services, medical supplies, and durable medical equipment. All services will be coordinated by a Medicare-certified home health agency that services your area. If you have an Advantage plan, they may require you work with an agency they contract with. Most times, people call me looking for solutions for services that Medicare considers custodial and are not covered. Things like help with bathing, dressing, walking, using a bathroom, or preparing meals. There are short-term home health care insurance plans that can help offset the cost of custodial care and are reasonable in cost. While these plans can be helpful, they are not a substitute for long-term care planning. Please make sure this is part of the discussion with your financial planner.
1: Visit Tim's website, MedicareBlueprint.com, to download a free copy of his book. Or if you would like to talk with Tim, call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a consultation.
3: You can schedule a free 15-minute phone consultation with the team at Preservation Specialists right now. Call 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE.
1: Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rezac, happy to be here alongside Pat. He's the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the books, Save Your Retirement, And the retirement secret. And Pat, you know, you know this about me that I love the Olympics and we're in the middle of them right now. (laughs) You know, I know it's, and it's got to be the weirdest Olympics ever, right? Yes. With no spectators and, and all of that in this weird post pandemic world. But still, I still find myself unable to stop watching whenever I sit down to watch. Do you do this? Do you have any favorite sports during the Olympics?
0: I do. I will say, Jen, that for some reason and this I'm now I'm feeling old. So I'm forty seven. I was born in nineteen seventy four. And so for me, the Olympics is very, very much nostalgia. And so when I think of my favorites, I think back to, so first of all, I grew up in Indiana, Mm -hmm. which means by law, I have to love basketball. (laughs) So I was 18 with when the dream team went to Barcelona. So yeah, so I, so anything basketball related, I always think is fun. And then I think back to when I was a kid and we would sit as a family and watch the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And I think of the ones that jump out to me are like the hundred meter dash, and the hurdles and the long jump, and it was like Carl Lewis and yeah. people like that, and Florence Griffith Joyner, and all those kinds of things. So those are the ones that, that jump out to me, and it just brings back kind of fond memories oh, of yeah. you know being with my friends or family.
1: Oh yeah, I know. Same. We would we would have parties. In my family, we still like for the opening ceremony and the the parade where they all come in, the parade of nations. Like I love all of that stuff. And what's funny is, uh, remember it was it Atlanta '96 when mm. they were. In- In the the U.S., right? And when the torch came through my hometown growing up in in Kansas, it, it came through close to where we were. So we all went to go watch the torch run by, and we were all excited. And I remember telling my sister-in-law about this when she and my brother were dating and and my mom we were all talking about oh yeah remember the time we went and saw the torch and oh did you guys do anything and uh her whole family had actually gone to the Olympics in Atlanta <laughs> and uh kind of blew us out of the water there
0: That's funny.
1: We didn't get to go. But we got to see the torch. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
0: Well, and I have to throw in here: you were in a small town in Kansas, so you probably didn't even have a television or anything, right? Oh, so that's, just... right, that's right. We had to
1: we had to get a, a telegraph to us, Yeah, to how it worked, right? Pony Express, <laughs> yes, the Pony Express. Oh, yeah. we finally have internet now. No, just um, yeah. Love the Olympics. You're right. There's so much nostalgia there, and and I want to talk about. There's also some financial impacts, and I think some financial planning lessons that we can talk about when it comes to the games. So this, Pat, has actually been studied by economists. When a country wins, now this is, of course, in a typical Olympic year, a normal Mm -hmm. Olympic year, when a country is winning a lot of medals, their stock market activity tends to go down. Um, Overall, Hmm. the returns are unaffected, but everybody's distracted, so it actually slows down what's going on I mean that's crazy that they can slow down economic activity right
0: It is funny to think about but it, it does make sense because when you th- you think about just you know the, the hundreds of millions of people in America for example and um, you know how many of those people are working, Uh, theoretically all day. Right. Mm -hmm. And then now we have this access to this, you know, the information, whether it's the video or whether it's just kind of checking the news or something like that. And, you know, not that long ago, you couldn't do that, but Mm -hmm. now we have that ability and the Olympics are unique. There's not a lot of sports that are going on throughout the day, right? right? So, you know, most things like football are happening on the weekends or they're happening in the evening, so it's not affecting, you know, the economy itself. And uh, it does remind me of uh, growing up, uh, soccer wasn't very popular in Indiana, but it's, of course, exploded in popularity. And I had a friend who uh, was actually working at our church uh, when the, uh, one of the World Cups was happening. Oh, yeah. And that, that was when I learned he was, quote-unquote, working and simultaneously <laughs> watching the World Cup on his, on his computer. And I said, okay, I can see this affecting productivity. Oh,
1: that's funny. Yeah, I I guess so. I guess so. Well, and when we look at the overall impact of the Olympics on the economy, in general, the markets tend to like the Olympics, but it's the individual economies that don't. And that's because the hosts, Pat, the host cities and countries, of course, they go all in, right? They're trying to (laughs) outdo the previous Olympics. And there's always all these amazing things that they're trying to outdo but the long-term costs can be devastating.
0: They can. And this has been something that I, I've certainly noticed in the last maybe decade or two, that there used to be this clamoring and fighting between all these cities to host the Olympics. And now there's been recent news of there maybe only being one yeah. that wants to host. nobody's and so,
1: bidding, right?
0: Yeah, and it's because of this financial fallout. And, and you know, we, we researched some of this. Uh, a few examples are um, Greece that hosted the 2004 games, um, the total cost was estimated at $15 billion, which Mm -hmm. was way over budget. And this is staggering. They report that the taxpayers in Athens are still paying for this, and they make annual payments of about €50,000 per household just towards the Olympic debt, which is incredible. Um, And then Australia hosted the 2000 games. um, And while they were considered one of the best organized uh, of all time, um, the investment ended up being billion Australian dollars. Thanks. Um, this is one that I was amazed by, uh, Canada when they hosted the 76 games in Montreal, they estimated the cost at 360 million. It ended up being 1.6 billion. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, when you think about it, you to me, if I'm doing a project and I'm over by 10 or 20%, I'm not happy about that, but you're talking about what, five times <laughs> Yeah, higher. they could
1: have tripled their estimate and <laughs> yeah. still missed it. Yeah.
0: Wow. Uh, and then the one, the one I will, I will say though, is much more positive is, uh, when the 2012 games were held in London, mm-hmm. Um, this, Maybe we're fine. We're slow learners, uh, Jen. I guess that, that's the story here. But I think we're finally learning. One of the examples is rather than having a bunch of rundown, abandoned stadiums and facilities that so many other cities have been burdened by, yeah. Britain actually built temporary sporting venues. And um, so I think that's a cool Uh, way that uh, we're we're starting to at least finally learn how to solve some of these problems. But yeah, the the economic implications can be really, really big, especially for the host city.
1: Yeah. And that is interesting when you talk about Britain and London having those facilities that came back down because, I don't know, have you ever gone through and seen some of those slideshows? They pop up on Facebook every now and then. What the Olympic abandoned Olympic Village in Sarajevo looks like, or the old, uh, you know, bobsled tracks, and and all of these just run down, these empty stadiums and all these facilities, and it's really sad to see it because what are they going to do with that when you know when it's gone past? And and to me, there's a planning lesson there. Uh, the the planners in London had the foresight to know. One day we won't be hosting the Olympics anymore. (laughs) One day we will want things to be normal. So we need this to go away. And we can kind of take a lesson, I think, from that when it comes to having that vision for what the future looks like, not just planning for the immediate, right?
0: That's so true, Jen. And I think that... Most people, you know, when they think about finances, you know, they're not thinking about boring stuff like planning. They're thinking about hot stock tips, or you know, when mm-hmm. how how do I know when Bitcoin's going to double the price or something like that? And that and that's you know that's what sells, but that's not reality, right? right. What re, What reality is is thinking about what do I actually want to accomplish and how can I get there? Well. It's not very exciting to, for me to say, you know, what's really important is actually stopping and thinking about your goals, but it's actually critical because if you don't actually know what your goals are, how on earth are you going to accomplish them? Right. And so if you, and so I think the parallel is very close, you know, with, with these cities, with the Olympics, of course, they want to host a fabulous Olympics and they want to bring in lots of revenue and they want everyone to have a great time, but they also want their city to be thriving afterwards. Right. right. And so if you're having abandoned areas and you're having all this massive debt, that clearly doesn't accomplish your goals. And so I think that that's another thing that's really important about Uh, retirement planning. Um, What might be on your mind is, how do I get the investment that gets the highest possible return? But that's actually not really what you want. What you want is whatever you're trying to accomplish. For most people, they're not trying to get rich. For most people, they're trying to make sure that they have income to live on, they can enjoy their retirement, and they're never, ever broke. That's Mm -hmm. really what it boils down to. And so let's actually stop and think about what our biggest priorities are, and then figure out what are the different ways to accomplish them. The other thing I'll tie back to that, Jen, is part of accomplishing your goals is also identifying what is something or the things that are absolutely critical that never happen. Um, So for these Olympics, they should be thinking about, well, we absolutely never, ever want to have this massive multi-billion dollar debt that we can't pay. Um, For us as individuals or families, we need to think about that. And that can be different for everyone. But I think for most people, it is how do I make sure I'm never too old to work and out of money. That's a situation that is unacceptable and that's what we want that's what we need to build into our plans to make sure that we are protecting you from that.
1: So let's talk a little bit about how we do that, Pat. How do we help somebody create a plan so they have that vision and they don't end up so five times over budget like some of these Olympic cities we've been talking about today? Because cities, they can, they can go back and assess taxes on people and they can do some different things to get out of it. What do you do if you're over budget in retirement?
0: Yeah, and you know this comes back to uh, I've had a couple of people ask me, Jen. Well, how can you do the five step retirement re- review at no cost and no obligation? You're, you're obviously a business, you're not a charity, and they're right. <laughs> right. So that five step retirement review for most people is actually two conversations with us. The first one is an opportunity to ask questions and air your concerns about your retirement planning, but it's also an opportunity to look at where you stand and where you're trying to go. And for most people, we are as as our planners are looking at that, we're trying to identify are there ways that your plan can be improved, whether it's something you can do or whether it's something we can help you do that. And so most of the time, that's going to lead to that second conversation where we can bring some of those ideas back. And the beauty of that is you are under no obligation whatsoever. You're not paying anything for that because we would never propose that you pay us a fee uh, until we know for sure that we can earn it, that we can bring you value. And so that's what we love about that process. It's a very low key, low stress environment to let you kind of see um you know what what could be brought to the table and then when we're creating that initial plan we're just looking at each of those different areas so for most people first and foremost is how do we have a plan so we know where your income's coming from in retirement how do we make sure to your point that you're not spending more that you're bringing in uh, well things are going to probably get more expensive as time goes on so we have to build that into the plan uh, we have to think about all the different things that could happen what if you get sick what if you pass away all those things are factored in. Of course, for most people, you need an investment plan that's going to help create that income. And again, we think right now tax planning is critical because you know there may be tax increases in the future. So we need to be thoughtful about where all your money sits as far as how we're going to create that income, because obviously it's not just what you make, but also what you end up keeping after taxes. And then the two other areas that are still important as well are healthcare planning and then estate planning. You know, what happens after you pass away or if you get sick. And so all of those things pulled together are designed exactly as you mentioned, Jen, to create that plan. So you don't have to worry about these types of problems that the Olympics are causing to the cities because they're spending too much. So The goal is to have that plan, make it comprehensive, make it custom built for you, and then make sure that you have the peace of mind. So rather than worrying about this stuff, you're actually living your life and living the retirement you always wanted. If you don't have all that in place right now, that's why we offer our review at no cost and no obligation. All you have to do to get started is call 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, that is available to listeners of our show at no cost and no obligation. All you have to do is call 803-9-RETIRE.
1: You've been listening to Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Remember that number, 803-9-RETIRE. Be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Pat. I'm Jen Brizak. Thanks for being here with us today. We hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you next time.
4: Preservation Specialists is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of tools. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal, Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income are never referring to securities or investment products. Preservation Specialist is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. Preservation Specialist is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Securities offered through Kalos Capital, Inc. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management, Inc., both at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia, 3005. Preservation Specialist is not an affiliate or a subsidiary
1: of Kalos Capital, Inc. or Kalos Management, Inc.